Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF mentor coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Master Your Coaching Biz, the podcast. And today's episode, we have Yasmin Hassan with us from HQ Consulting. And Yasmin is an award-winning news anchor and co-founder of HQ Consulting. And they coach people on public speaking um, and helping clients to deliver their message with confidence and clarity. So welcome so much. I'm really excited to have you here because there's a lot that we need to talk about. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, about you and what your company does. Sure. Well, I spent 15, 16, my whole career basically in broadcast journalism, starting as a reporter, working up to being an anchor, most recently in Chicago at CBS Chicago on the morning show there. And, you know, listen, news is is wonderful. And I'm a, I, I still think that I'm a news junkie, but after a while, you know, those morning show hours, waking up at 2 a.m. and going to sleep at 6 p.m. There's only so much you can do that, right? Yeah. Only so long you can put up with that. Right. <laughs> Eating dinner at two in the afternoon alone is, you know, being yeah. on TV is not as glamorous as I think a lot of people imagine it to be. So one of my um, former co-anchors who, Todd Quinones, I anchored with him in Las Vegas, we would always keep in touch even after I left Vegas. And we thought, how do we take the skills that we've learned as broadcasters and reporters and and presenting information, complex information sometimes in a really concise way to be able to relate to people. How do we take those skills and relate them to the business world? And so that's how we came up with HQ Consulting. And we're just helping people maybe with their keynote speeches or if you have that fear of public presentation and and or maybe you just need some editing when it comes to your speech. So a little bit of of yeah. all of the communication skills. Oh, awesome. I love that. And I love your name. I think I told you that already, but um, I think that's a, a great uh, HQ. I love that. <laughs> okay. So our audience is the new coach and maybe the coach that wants to scale. But I, I think a lot of times, you know, coaches are, well, there's a fear there, first of all, of getting out there and getting in front of people speaking, but also like, you know, how to even start. Like, I think that's a, a big problem. Like they don't know what to start, how to start, what to say, what to, what to hone in on, how to present themselves, like any of that. So what would you say would be like kind of the first steps that 
a coach would look at to start to really think about getting out there in the media? So I think the biggest thing is you want to be confident in what you have to say. And a lot of that is remembering who your audience is. A lot of the time, you know, doctors speak in doctor talk. If you've ever had dinner with them or lawyers speak in like lawyer jargon and oh, GC. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so the first thing is being able to break down your message so that your neighbor would understand it. And that's how we would write our stories and news. You want to write it. If I'm being honest, we were always taught to write and speak at a sixth grade level. And that's not necessarily to talk down to people or anything along those lines. You just want to be able to connect with everyone. So you want to be able to make sure your story, your message, whatever it is you're selling, whatever it is you're pitching is understandable to everybody. So once you have your story down, that's not something you have to worry about. So you're not like, oh, shoot, did I explain that right? So that's the big thing. I I think that once you overcome that hurdle, it's much easier to then concentrate on what's going on if you are presenting to a reporter or on a, a news segment or something along those lines. Yeah. I did a training the other day and I just said the fifth grade level, I was always trained to speak uh, to people or to write things at a fifth grade level. Oh, um, I guess we've upgraded to sixth grade. So I guess that that's good news for yeah. society. <laughs> <laughs> and I said the same exact words, not to talk down to people. But yeah, that's that makes a whole lot of sense. So, so having their, you know, what they want to say is important, but really knowing the audience is the first thing because that's going to help you to how to say it, right? Is how to come across. So, so much so. And I think a lot of the times people think you need an agent or a PR firm. And don't get me wrong, agents, PR firms, all those people are very, very helpful. But of course, they also come with a cost. And as an entrepreneur, I know when you're starting off, you want to do everything that you can on your own and and make your way that way. And you can absolutely get earned media coverage on your own. I cannot tell you how often as a reporter in Sacramento, Las Vegas, Chicago, and I, I'm mentioning these as like any city, doesn't matter how big or small, as a reporter, all I want is to find someone sometimes who I can just title as fashion expert or dentist or whatever the case may be, depending on the story of the day. And a lot of my day is spent just trying to hunt down and find that person. So if you're able to pitch yourself, and by that, I mean, you can just go to your local news stations and find the news desk email. The news desk email will go to every reporter, every producer, every executive producer in the newsroom. So you don't even necessarily need to email every single person. You could send that one email and it gets in front of so many eyes and offer up what you're doing. Cherry on that is if you can relate your service to something that's happening in the news media today. And I can give an example. The other day I was speaking to a lawyer who was looking for some earned media coverage and he was a general counsel. And That day, everyone was talking about Kanye West and companies discontinuing, disconnecting from him, what what they were, you know, all of that fallout. So I was telling him he could speak to that. And, you know, his response was, well, I don't I don't know the case. I don't know the intricacies. That's not my expertise. But I bring it back to that sixth grade level. The audience doesn't want to know the exact ins and outs and what is exactly happening. They want to know generally what is going on at Adidas. 
What are those conversations like? What could they be like? What could they be potentially looking at? And just breaking it down in that sort of conversational way. If you're able to do that, the reporter is going to pick up on that story every single time. Yeah, I love that. Kind of simplicity. Yes. uh, When you're looking at it. Yeah, okay. So that's a great tip. So they can just go to, you know, local newspaper or broadcasting station and just go to the news desk. Go to the news desk. If you want to make relationships with the reporters, you can email them directly or follow them online or all of them. Every reporter every single day is expected to show up to the newsroom with multiple story ideas. So the more ideas they can bring to the table, the more prepared they are. And if you're able to pitch a story, hey, let's talk about what companies are doing to break down this crisis or this story. And by the way, I've already secured one interview with a local business person who's able to speak to that. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so great. So that's an awesome first tip. And I think that's probably a big one, like a really big (laughs) one. But um, what else do you think would be something that they would really, really should know or think about? Sure. I think um, if you do start to foster some of those relationships, even if you can't provide the interview, if you can point the reporter to somebody else or to maybe a second expert, spokesperson, whatever the case may be, that reporter is going to call you every time. I have a handful of people throughout my career who I'm calling every day. Hey, Jen, I need to talk to this person. Oh, you know, my day is full, but you know what? I have a friend, I have a, an associate, I have a coworker. Let me put you in contact with them. They're going to remember that just every time. They're, you're going to be their go-to person and that that's invaluable, right? Like these yeah. are practically free commercials to some degree, getting your name out there. And you can use those clips. All of the news clips are going to be posted on the website for the stations. You can download those clips. They're on YouTube. And then you can have them as your own content. You can cut them up into little sound bites. And listen, it's impressive for people, right? Yeah. I, I was just on ABC last night or I was, they came to me as the expert on coaching, on public speaking, on whatever the case may be. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know, I have a question in my head. I'm just going to say it. A few years ago, I, uh, well, not a few years ago, like many years ago, when I first started in coaching, I was trying to find some some ways to get some media coverage. And I guess it was my coach, maybe, that said to check out Harrow, which is Public Reporter Out. And I did that. And I will say that it was overwhelming because if you sign up to the list, <laughs> you get a zillion emails. And you're seeing everything like from A to Z, uh, you know, that people need. I'm curious, what does a reporter think about that service? I never worked in an outlet that used that service. I have signed up for it to see how that side works. I would say it's very overwhelming. And the amount of people who are receiving that email, hundreds of people are seeing that responding. And the reporter, nine times out of 10, is going to be on a, a very tight deadline I'm going to take the first qualified person who responds. So that morning email that goes out at 5 a.m., if you're not responding right away, I don't want to say don't respond, but really your time can probably be better suited elsewhere. I've also talked to people who are very dead set on, I want national coverage. I want national coverage. I don't want to do local. There are so many local stories are picked up nationally, so many. And it it doesn't have to be a big market, a New York, a Chicago. There have been stories from Las Vegas and my first market in Richland, Washington, which, you know, Eastern Washington, it was market 121, which is means it's 
not a lot of viewers <laughs> in, in, in that city. Those stories can go national as well. There is network affiliates, and then there are all of the Gannett, Sinclair, and those are companies who own lots of TV stations. They own stations all over the country. So there is the potential for your local story to get national coverage and just don't discount something because you're like, oh, it's just the local CBS because, I mean, also you're still getting in front of eyeballs and it can go so much farther. Yeah. And I think just being able to put like, you know, as seen on CBS or, you know, whatever, Fox or NBC or whatever they are, it increases your credibility and your and your authority, I think. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Really. You're not going to sit there and go, oh, well, this was only the local CBS or, you know, <laughs> just says CBS. <laughs> And yeah, I didn't have much luck with that service. Overwhelm, number one. And number two, like you said, you'd have to be on it. Like you'd have to be sitting there watching these emails come into your email box. And it was just like, who's got time for that? Right. Maybe if you have a whole crew and that someone is dedicated to that. And of course, that's where PR companies and things, they come in really handy because they're able to dedicate a lot of time. But I think if you're able to just stay in tune with what is happening locally, nationally, even if something is happening nationally, if you're able to localize it or say, hey, I can give you an angle here and pitch yourself, they'll take you up on that so often. Oh, and the other thing, I'm sorry, I'm like, I want everyone to know things because I feel like they're afraid to ask the reporter. Yeah, everyone's on deadline. Ask to do another take. You are probably not going to be on the morning show. The morning shows are usually breaking news and really fast. If you're on live TV, of course, you get one shot. I would say the majority of the time, you'll probably be doing a pre-recorded interview. If you don't like the way your soundbite sounded or your answer sounded, ask the reporter to do it again. The reporter is taking so many takes. I have so many blooper reels. It is (laughs) astounding. You're just not seeing them except for, you know, on social media when I want to make fun of myself. But I think people are just afraid like, oh, I wish I would have said. The reporter wants you to get a good soundbite. The reporter wants you to say what you want to say clearly, concisely, really the best way that you can. So it's in their best interest as well to, oh, do you want to do it again? You want to do it a third time? That's fine. So don't be shy. They want you to do well as much as you want to do well. Yeah, that's great. I don't think, you know, like you said, I think people would be afraid to Please, please ask. Because also if I'm going back and editing, I'm like, oh, they stumbled over this and I wish... How am I going to edit around it? Or I wish they had said this differently, right? You're both after the exact same thing. Yeah. So so that's cool. Love that. Good advice there. You know, what do reporters look for outside of what you've told us so far? Like, is there a criteria or a list they have? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, on a, uh, you know, day of news is always going to be, it, it is go- always going to be on top. I'm in Austin right now and it's snowing. So yeah. anyone who is trying to get local news coverage outside of weather is basically out of luck. Save your pitches, save your time. It's not getting covered today. So a lot of it is just awareness. If you do have more of an evergreen story, you know, I, I was talking to someone who's in retail and she was telling me a lot of people are returning to in-person. I was like, oh, why is that? And she was able to add a little bit of context. I'm like, I had no idea of that. And I bet the viewers don't either. So just being able to do a little bit of an evergreen story, but that's something that's viewer facing. And by viewer facing, I mean, reporters always want a story that's going to attract the most amount of interest. So public safety stories, weather affects everyone, right? 
schools, students, lots and lots of families out there, things along those lines, those are always going to have the biggest impact. So those are going to get the most coverage. And then, you know, a feel good story doesn't hurt every now and then. But if you are able to present something in a way that it does impact everyone, even if it's my small restaurant, okay, well, you can still do it's margarita day and we're offering specials and 10% of my profits are going to give back to this charity. And there, there are so, you just need like a little, a little hook to, mm-hmm. to get that attention. Yeah. Love that. What should people remember kind of before doing the interview? So before doing the interview, I would say try and speak in one thought per sentence, which again, I know it sounds like we're trying to talk down to you, but people aren't sitting down to watch Walter Cronkite anymore in front of the TV with their families. For the most part, if you have the news on, you're chasing your kids around, the blender is going, you're trying to get someone's shoes on. So people are quite frankly, half listening. So that's why it's so important to make sure your point is clear. And that one thought per sentence really helps with just cutting out all of the other things, right? So just being able to be clear and concise, I've been saying clear and concise, but it really, it really (laughs) does. It's the best way to drive home your point, even though I'm basically rambling right now, but you you want to try and avoid (laughs) rambling as much as possible. And and that's really what it comes down to. It's because you don't have everyone's attention for any given amount of time. So you want to make sure what you're saying gets across. That's why podcasting does so well, because people don't have to be in front of it, right? They can just pop a, you know, an earplug in or an AirPod (laughs) in or something and it's on the go and they, and they're short bursts, right? So people could listen to this and get a tip out of the first three minutes and then, you know, the second three minutes and they can pause it. And that's the whole thing is making sure that we provide that value in a, in quick, like you said, sound bites or, t- or sentences or tidbits. Yes. So that's, um, yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, wow. That time passed. We are at the end, at the end of our show. What would be a final thing you would like to, or you think would be really helpful for, you know, someone that wants to maybe present on stage or, on television and they're kind of, they can be kind of uh, straightforward and present themselves well, no matter what the topic is. I want people to know is you're the expert and it's so easy to get caught up in all of the exterior, the lights and the people and the microphones and all those things. But at the end of the day, you're the one with the information and the people are there to hear you. So if you just keep that in mind and, and try and let all of the other things fall by the wayside, in the same way, if you have a job interview, they called you here. You're already qualified for this job. It's the same. They've already asked you to present at this conference. They already want you to speak on this program. So you deserve to be there. And just being confident in that will take you a very long way. Yeah. And enjoy the process. <laughs> yes. It's fun. Repetition is key. It will eventually be enjoyable. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Yasmin, for joining us today. We've gotten a lot of information and tips. Guys, I would say take action on some of this. I'm definitely going to go and look personally. I'm going to go look at the, the news desks of my uh, <laughs> my local TV and also uh, radio and newspapers in the area. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Yasmin, yeah. And thanks, guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. 
For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.